Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment... We are going to spend some time looking at some demographic numbers. It's wild. For the first time in nearly 120 years, uh, we are seeing uh, a growth rate in the United States smaller uh, than almost ever before. It's the smallest rate of growth in 120 years uh, here in 2020, specifically from July 2019 to 2020. Why is that the case? You know, we can speculate here in a second. I'm going to dig into the numbers and we're going to hear uh, some of the explanation which came earlier this year during a conversation uh, between myself and the director of demographic research at the Gardner Policy Institute at the University of Utah, Pam Perlick. Uh, Fascinating conversation we had that day and uh, it explains a bit of what we are seeing today. But what are the implications of that? What does it mean to national security? And how we how we handle uh, resources and infrastructure, if the population uh, isn't growing as it has historically, the the, the ramifications are wide reaching. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to first share some of the comments that you have been gracious enough to share with me, answering that last question I asked before the commercial break. What have you learned this past year? And uh, your your responses uh, have been great. Uh, this one, I've learned to be flexible. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that a hundred percent. You never know from one day to the next uh, what will happen. And that reality was only amplified uh, this past year, 2020. You get exposed uh, to, to COVID. You catch wind of that. And you're quarantined for what, 14 days, 10 days, whatever the guidance is. Yeah, that puts a, a dramatic change to your plans. You got to be flexible. Here's an interesting observation. It says uh, from the texter, last four digits, 3917. Lee, I learned a lot of people have excuses versus getting up and making a difference. Nobody will take care of you like yourself. That is 100% true. And it's not necessarily pointing the finger of blame at anyone, uh, you know, guilty of this, but rather a message to all of us that at the end of the day, we are the ones responsible for ourselves. There is help out there, and when it's appropriate, seek it out. And when it's appropriate, when asked of you, lend that help. But we're responsible for ourselves. The decisions that we make, the things that we do, the <laughs> the paths on which we walk, all stem from decisions we make ourselves, the ones who bear the ultimate responsibility for ourselves. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Again, a text message reply to the question I posed before the commercial break. 
What have you learned this past year? Uh, a very open-ended question. Uh, nobody is guaranteed a business. This comes from Texter, the last four digits, one eight seven nine. Nobody is guaranteed a business, let alone a successful one. People seem to think they are entitled to one. Th- this is an interesting point, and I am, d- depending on the circumstances, I am very much with you. Yet this year has taught us something, that sometimes you can be doing everything absolutely right and due to restrictions imposed by the government or circumstance, uh, you can have uh, what is yours taken from you. When it is the government imposition of you know, regulation and restriction that uh, so decimates your business, should that same government be, in, be responsible for helping pick you up? and dusting you off and sending you on your way once the circumstances let up? I I don't know. I don't know. I am a big supporter of the, of the Payment Protection Plan program. I am a huge supporter of all of the aid that has made its way to, uh, to, to businesses, both large and small. Yeah, large as well. The airlines. All right. Anyway, uh, we're going to step away from what you've learned. Um, if you want to continue, though, 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, that line is going to stay wide open for the rest of the show and, and, and anytime. If you ever want to reach out to the station, that's the, the way to do it, uh, 57500. Uh, also, before we move on to demographics, there has been a, a slight update on the, uh, on the Senate front, specifically dealing with the proposal put forth by uh, by Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, just yesterday, he introducing uh, a piece of legislation that would combine uh, three elements, two additional elements on top of the question of whether or not Americans will, instead of $600, receive $2,000 in direct payments. Now, what uh, Senator McConnell has done is he has combined the $2,000 direct payment legislation with with legislative language that would abolish that Section 230 of the Communications Act of, what, 96 or something, or 34, something, uh, essentially removing certain protections enjoyed right now by social media platforms. The very brief description of that is uh, with the Section 230 protections in place, social media platforms uh, cannot be held liable for the content posted by their users. They don't take ultimate responsibility uh, for the the content posted. So if I post something nasty on Facebook, uh, Facebook can't get sued for what I post that's so nasty. Got that? And President Trump and others would like to see that done away with. And so that is the repealing of Section 230. And then lastly, the third item is to kick off an investigation into voter fraud, essentially establishing a commission to look into that. Mitch McConnell has doubled down saying, listen, we're not going to break these issues apart. They're together. They're together in this legislation I have put forth. In fact, the Senate doesn't even right now have the appetite to pass with sufficient numbers the $2,000 standalone piece of legislation the House passed yesterday. So here's what is available to you. Take it or leave it. Well, here's the trouble. It's almost an impossibility for this to work out. New Congress starts on, what is it, Monday? Sunday? Monday? If 
the Senate passes the piece of legislation introduced by Leader McConnell just yesterday, that means the House would then need to take it up. Well, guess what? The House has been out of session for some time now, and they don't anticipate getting back together until uh, the new Congress is called. So uh, hope of $2,000 in your bank account this year uh, likely uh, is is not going to happen. You may have noticed, though, that the $600 has already arrived in your bank account. Yeah, I've been getting a, a number of text messages from folks who are seeing uh, the $600 per qualifying American appear in their, in their bank account. That's pretty good. I'll tell you what. Why don't you do this? Check, uh, if you can do so safely, check your account uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, did, you, did, you get, did you get $600? And should you have? That's still a question. Did you get your $600 yet? All right. I'm sorry. Listen, I have rambled on uh, for longer than I anticipated. I want to talk to you here in just these last few moments about something uh, that is a little bit startling, if I'm honest. And it is that uh, population growth in the United States is at its smaller rate in at least 120 years. That according to information released just yesterday by the Census Bureau, the trend provides a glimpse of the coronavirus pandemic's toll, according to demographers. If you remember earlier this year, when when we first kind of moved into isolation mode and quarantine mode, they told me here, the bosses here at KSL told me that I would only have to be broadcasting from home for just a couple weeks. I'd be back by early April. Max, max, right? We'd get this uh, coronavirus licked. We'd get it figured out. We'd move right on. And I'd be back here uh, like nothing had happened. And this whole year wouldn't be turned upside down and shaken. <laughs> well, uh, we were wrong then. I was there for months and months and months. I'm back in studio now. Uh, but it was it was a time where we anticipated being, uh, you know, in something resembling a lockdown. And one of the, you know, kind of wink and a nod predictions by some demographers and laymen like me, uh, was that we would see a population bump due to that quarantine circumstance. Now, I'm not going to connect the dots for you. You can do that yourself. But why would there be a bump? Well, that coming at a time where uh, across the country, population uh, growth has been on the decline. Not this much, though. Uh, from July 2019 to July 2020, the U.S. population grew only by 0.35%, an increase of just 1.1 million people in a nation with an estimated population of more than 329 million residents, only 1.1 million new ones. Now, I wanted to talk to you about national security implications and uh, the job market in the future and the housing market. All of those areas will have uh, dramatic uh, impacts due to what we are witnessing right now. Some of them not so good. In fact, if you ask me, none of them is none of it's good. We need to keep growing a population. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to shift away from uh, demographics and population and all that. We're going to have a look at something discovered in Colorado, a variant. Uh, of the coronavirus, first confirmed in the UK, now for the first time here in the United States. ABC News correspondent Alex Stone will join us and explain what we know. Let us know yet what we don't know. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. 
they pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.